Thanks for tuning in to the Crew at UGA podcast. We are so glad to have you with us. Crew exists to call students to know God, grow in their faith, and go to the world. If you would like to get more connected with Crew at UGA, or if we can help you in any way at all, go to the show notes, click on the link, or follow us on Instagram at crew at UGA. All right, let's get started. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Crew at UGA podcast. I'm Kyler, a full-time staff member with Crew, and with me again today is Alan. Now, on this episode of the podcast, we wanted to do something a little bit different. And so if you're a consistent listener with us, you know that we usually do not put out an episode over the weekend. But due to the events surrounding the election this past week, we wanted to put out another short episode to talk a little bit more about this. Yeah, that's right. We feel like this week there are special events that are going on around this. And actually, one of the reasons we wanted to do this is we've talked to a lot of students who have questions about this or wrestling with a lot of thoughts or anxieties about this. And Mm -hmm. honestly, everywhere you go, somebody's talking about this, right? Absolutely. So we don't want to sit here and pretend this isn't going on. Right. But we just thought... This would be a great time to just say a few words to that, maybe speak into what people are saying or thinking, especially since we can't all be together as crew. Yeah. And so we thought, well, let's just put out an extra little podcast and say a few words. Yeah, absolutely. So, Alan, what thoughts do you have for us today as we talk about what's been going on this past week? Well, I thought we would read a psalm. Yeah. Kind of words of peace in Mm -hmm. an election season. And the psalm I'm going to read is Psalm 146. I'm just going to read the whole thing. It's only 10 verses long. But it says this. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord, O my soul. I will praise the Lord all my life. I will sing praise to my God as long as I live. Do not put your trust in princes, in mortal men who cannot save. When their spirit departs, they return to the ground. On that day, their plans come to nothing. Blessed is he whose help is the God of Jacob, whose hope is in the Lord his God, the maker of heaven and earth, the sea and everything in them, the Lord who remains faithful forever. He upholds the cause of the oppressed and gives food to the hungry. The Lord sets prisoners free. The Lord gives sight to the blind. The Lord lifts up those who are bowed down. The Lord loves the righteous. The Lord watches over the alien and sustains the fatherless and the widow, but he frustrates the ways of the wicked. The Lord reigns forever. Your God, O Zion, for all generations. Praise the Lord. Wow. That's the psalm. psalm. Oh, it's a great psalm. It's so good. It's just one of those psalms of praise. But I really like this psalm during an election season. And I can remember any number of times in my life, especially during political seasons, that I have gone to this psalm. And it's just been one of my constant companions during that time. And I think it has a great message for politics in an election season. Because one of the things it says, as you just heard, is in verse 3 it says this, Do not put your trust in princes and mortal men who cannot save when their spirit departs, they return to the ground. Hmm. On that very day, their plans come to nothing. And that's just such a good reminder of a verse. Hmm. And here's what I mean by that. In an election season, we tend to face a peculiar temptation to put our trust or our hope in the results of an election. Hmm. In other words, all through life, there are times we get tempted to put our hope, our, our hope for rescue, our hope for salvation, our hope for making things right, our hope for justice in something other than the Lord. Hmm. During a political season, we're tempted to put that hope in who wins an election, right. who holds a certain office. 
And what this psalm reminds us is that's not a good thing to do. It says, do not put your trust in princes. In other words, don't put your trust in a political leader. Um, And then later on, it says where our hope should be. Blessed is he whose help is the God of Jacob, whose hope is in the Lord his God. Now, the idea of what I'm talking about here is is not that we should ignore politics altogether, but where do you put your hope? You know what I mean by that? Yeah. And just the idea of our hope, our trust, is something much deeper than a preference Mm. over what we would like to see happen politically or what we would like to see in who wins an election. When we put our hope in something, we are saying, I need this to be my salvation. I need this to solve the problems I have. I need this to be the solution for me. Mm. And the psalm here says... You know, a political prince, an earthly prince, some human leader, it's never going to do that for you. That's really what it says. And, you know, I think about that verse sometimes when I look at an election season. And I was talking with some students the other day who were saying, it just seems like everything right now is so extreme. Hmm. Everything you read on social media, everything we see on a news broadcast, everything we read on a website, it just seems so extreme. And I, I just said, yeah, you're right. That's a very valid observation. And it is like that. But, you know, think about why that is. When you put your hope in who wins an election, it takes you to extreme places. And think about it this way, too. If you put your hope in who's going to win an election, what happens leading up to that election? It takes you to anxiety. Why? Because you're threatened by the possibility that that person in whom you're putting your hope or that party in whom you're putting your hope won't win. And so you're anxious about it. You're constantly worried that that hope may not come true. Or think about after an election. We're recording this on Friday, and as of yet, there's no resolution to the presidential election or some of the others. And so we don't really know who is going to win. But regardless of that, think about that. Once that election is over and a certain candidate or a certain party is declared the winner... What happens if it's not yours? What happens if you lose? Well, that leads you to a place of despair. Why? Because your hope, the thing you are trusting, isn't coming true. Now, that's not what God has for us. Mm -hmm. I don't think that's what he has for us as believers. I don't think a political election should take us to a place of great anxiety or should take us to a place of great despair. Nor should it take us to a place of complete comfort if what we want to happen happens. Because that also can be false, right? Yeah. What it says in the psalm is this, Blessed is he whose help is the God of Jacob, whose hope is in the Lord is God. Basically saying, regardless of all these things, our hope still rests in the Lord. And he doesn't just say in God. He keeps describing the Lord, and then he gives him all these, these qualifiers and reminds us, the Lord, who is the God of Jacob. In other words, for an Israelite, this would be the God who has always led our nation, the mm-hmm. God of our forefathers, the God who has... has brought us from the beginning. He says, his hope is in the Lord is God, the maker of heaven and earth, reminding us who's our hope in? Right. The creator, the one who's over the whole universe, the Mm. one who is bigger than our political anxieties, right? And he says, not only the maker of heaven and earth, but the maker of the sea and everything in them. Again, trying to get us to look at all of creation and the vastness of it. Our God is that vast. And then he says, the Lord who remains faithful forever. In other words, who is our hope in? 
the one whose character never changes, the one whose mm-hmm. faithfulness never changes, the one who's always looking over us, the right. one who's always taking care of us, yeah. the one who is always meeting our needs. And he goes on mm-hmm. and describes this God as upholding the cause of the oppressed. We talk about oppression a lot in political terms, right? Yeah. Hmm. Who gives food to the hungry. We're talking about caring for the poor, right? Hmm. Who sets prisoners free. Um, he talks about the Lord who watches over the alien. Immigration is a big political topic, right? right. But who really is over all of these things? The Lord. It's the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth, hmm. the sea and everything in them, the Lord who remains faithful forever. That's where our hope goes. Yeah. Right. You know, it's really interesting. All the extremes that we hear today that have to do with politics, they've always been there. Mm. All these viewpoints have always been around. I think part of it is today we just have such an access to them. That might be the thing that this younger generation is experiencing now that the older generations didn't. But the thing is, in past decades, there weren't avenues to hear all of those extreme viewpoints maybe outside of your local tavern. Right, But now we have social media and yeah. an extreme voice can be heard and someone can follow it and then retweet it and it'll go viral or move around or some algorithm will promote it to the top of the stack or something. And so you yeah. just feel like you're constantly bombarded with these things. Mm-hmm. But you know what we need to say in the face of that constant bombardment? Our hope is in the Lord, yeah. the maker of heaven and earth, the seas and everything, and then the Lord who remains faithful forever. So the fact that these extremes are out there doesn't mean we're living in an unprecedented age necessarily. It doesn't mean that this has never been a temptation to put our hope in political leaders before. It just means that this is kind of the shape of our time, but these biblical principles are still true. Yeah, man, that's so good. That's such a good reminder for me. And like you started, like this is a psalm of praise, and it's it's meant to foster peace in our heart that our trust is in the Lord. So that's all really good. And you know, Alan, the reality is for so many people— they're experiencing this election season very differently for very different reasons. Mm-hmm. And so in no way are we trying to paint with a broad brush nope. here. But in light of this psalm and in light of what you've just talked about, what implications come out of this for me, for you, for us, for our students? What do you think? Yeah, that's, that's really great. I think regardless of what your viewpoint is, regardless of which candidate you support, regardless of what you think are the most important issues in this election or not, which we don't have any particular stand on. You can decide that. I think there's a few things that we would probably be wise to realize, and that is, of course, number one, check your heart. Mm -hmm. Where's your hope? Are you anxious or fearful because you have bought into what we hear so much in our culture that the political solution is the solution, that it really should be the place of our hope? Mm -hmm. It's just... It's so amazing. Even watching election returns a little bit on Tuesday night, you flip from network to network, and people feel so strongly. And it made me a little sad because I see so many people whose hope is in this. Hmm. You know, we don't need to buy into that temptation. There's a scriptural message different from that cultural message. So that's the first thing, obviously. Right. Check that message at the door. We don't necessarily have to believe that, and we shouldn't believe that. Hmm. I think another thing is, too, When you think about politics, that is a thing that often divides, and it even divides in the body of Christ, right? Yeah. And so let's think practically about this, about loving one another well in the body of Christ. You know, even in crew in a ministry like ours, we have lots of students with lots of diverse viewpoints. We love that. Yeah. And no one's telling us that we should change that. You know, No. no one 
is saying that you should believe a certain thing. As a matter of fact, I think that's probably really bad for the Christian church that you would be put into a box that says, if you're an evangelical Christian, you must believe this, this, and this politically. Yeah. No one here is saying that. Right. No one on this podcast is saying that. Absolutely no one not. in our organization is saying that. No. But I think one thing to realize is, because we have that political diversity of views, but we're still brothers and sisters in Christ, how are you going to love your brother and sister in Christ in the midst of this election season? For instance, are you going to be careful about what you say mm-hmm. around people with different views than you? Or how about this? What if your candidate or your party wins the election? How are you going to celebrate that? What's that going to look like around your brothers and sisters who may have a different viewpoint? Mm-hmm. And how is that going to come across to them in a way of love? That might be something that you need to think about. Yeah. Another thing that we probably need to be careful of is, again, painting with that broad brush of saying, well, anyone who thinks this is, and then something derogatory. That's not necessarily true. Mm -hmm. You know, all of us, we might have opinions on what's good and bad. And all of us share a heart to see God remove unjust leaders from power and put just leaders of integrity in power. But you know what? Sometimes what we gauge as just and unjust might not actually be exactly what the Lord sees Mm -hmm. in His wisdom. And we need to understand that. Mm and be humble yeah. about our viewpoints on that with each other. So that's probably another good application point that we might think about. Yeah, that's really good. And, and to the point of being humble, you know, I heard someone say once that the definition of humility um, in kind of interpersonal relationships like this, and especially talking about politics, is humility is knowing the difference between I think, I feel, I believe and I know. That's huge. Yeah, that's right. If we can practice humility in that way and, and believing the best in others and having these conversations about, okay, what do I think about this versus what I know to be true about mm-hmm. this? I think that's key for, for us as we sit across the table and talk yeah. about this stuff, that's but right. also for our students. It's kind so. of the difference between an opinion right. or a biblical conviction. Absolutely. You don't want to speak of an opinion like it's a conviction. Yeah. And that is just respectful. Yeah. All those things are so important in a season like this. And I had a friend the other day also give another good suggestion that I thought was kind of wise. And that is in seasons like this, when things just seem to be raging, especially on social media, it's a good time to check the news, but not watch the news Mm. or to check the news but not read the news Mm. i thought that's a great distinction this is the idea yeah maybe you want to know what's going on around you and if anything significant has happened but that doesn't mean you have to immerse in it yeah especially if there's just all kinds of messages that would cause anxiety or would lead you to think in a worldly way as opposed to this kind of biblical way that we just read right it's a good time to unplug from that a little bit now, in saying that, we're not saying don't participate in politics. We're not yeah. saying it's not important. Right. We're not saying don't be a good citizen. We're not saying don't vote. I hope everybody voted. Right. But we are saying let's have a proper perspective on it. Let's let the Word of God govern that perspective, not all the onslaught of worldly voices. And if that means you need to turn your phone off for a little while, does that mean you need to not visit some social media sites for a while? Right. Um, then that might be a good choice, too. That might be a practical step to take as well. Yeah, that's all really good. Yeah. So I hope this helps. We just kind of wanted to say a few words just to remind us in the midst of a kind of roiling season, mm-hmm. words of peace that the Scripture has for us and where our ultimate hope and where our ultimate trust lies. We don't want to put our trust in princes and mortal man who cannot save, but our hope is in the Lord our God. Absolutely. Man, that's all really good. Thank you so much, Alan, for sharing that psalm with us and the perspective. And um, yeah, we're in this together. So thanks for sharing that. Yeah, we are. All right.